sputtering your bubble. I want to explain something I've been doing that I call butter bubble dancing. It sounds silly as fuck, but there isn't a better way to quickly name it. And since I'm already using this term, butter your bubble with my friends, I'm sticking with it to not muddy the water. First, I have to address what it is to butter your bubble. To explain that, I have to tell you about the energy worker I had the privilege to meet who told me about the bubble. She is the author of the book Energy Medicine, and she had an immediate effect on me. No, she doesn't remember me because I was a volunteer from the audience she was speaking to. But what I learned that day from Donna Eden was fascinating. She asked for five volunteers. One volunteer read from a book to us other four volunteers. While we were read to, Donna told us to listen to the reader, and she muscle-tested each of us. All four tested weak. She had the reader stop reading, tested us again, and we tested strong. Clearly, listening to the reader was affecting us. However, the content of the book was not why we tested weak. The book was a Greg Braden book that I also volunteered because he was the speaker after Donna Eden, and I was hoping he would autograph my book. She needed a book, mine was handy, so we knew the content was good content. What Donna did was show the reader of the book how to reset her energy. She had her tap on places of her face and chest and then asked her to read to us again. As we listened, she muscle-tested all four of us once more, and all four tested strong. Donna explained, Have you ever been listening to someone speaking about a fascinating topic, and you find yourself unable to pay attention or stay awake? That is not because the topic is poor or uninteresting. It's because the energy of the speaker is not where it should be. Reset the energy of the speaker and everyone listening can pay attention and stay alert because it's an energy thing from the one speaking. Because I was one of the volunteers that actually felt the difference, I was sold immediately. Plus, she was talking about something I had an interest in, energy. Despite feeling pretty ignorant on the subject at the time, because energy is a pretty complicated and multifaceted thing. When I got home from this trip to Denver, I bought a copy of Energy Medicine. I found an updated and expanded version that was a 10th anniversary edition, and it only cost $20. This book has so much content, I knew right away I wouldn't be able to digest it quickly. And I haven't. That day in Denver, Donna also explained to the audience somewhat about auras. She described them as a field that we rely on to accomplish multiple functions, that they expand, contract, and get holes in them, allowing exposure to us that shouldn't be there. Our aura is our protective field. In fact, it's not just one, it's seven. She said, think of your aura as being made of butter, and that you have the ability to spread it to cover the holes that appear. She used her arms outstretched, to show us how she would spread invisible butter with her hands around the auric bubble she described. I don't know that she used the term butter your bubble, but that is how it went into my head and how I remembered it. I want to read to you a few things from the book Energy Medicine before I move on so that you can understand just a few pieces of this concept. There is so much more about it than I will read, so I highly recommend getting a copy of this cool book if this subject interests you. 
I'm grabbing just a few things from the beginning pages, leaving out much from in between what I'm sharing. Donna starts saying this. When Energy Medicine was first published in 1998, I never imagined how very quickly the field would grow over the next decade. In the past 10 years, energy medicine has gone from being an obscure curiosity within alternative healthcare practices to an integral aspect of the worldviews of leading-edge thinkers within conventional medicine. Mehmet Oz, MD, one of the most respected surgeons in the United States and the director of Cardiovascular Institute at Columbia University's College of Physicians and Surgeons, speaking in 2007, to an international audience on Oprah, announced that the next big frontier in medicine is energy medicine. Indeed, as the costs of medical care spiral out of reach and the dangers of potentially lethal side effects from standard treatments skyrocket, our culture is desperate for a good, reliable folk medicine. And energy medicine is quickly stepping in to meet that need. Skipping a couple paragraphs. You do not need an energy medicine practitioner to experience the benefits of energy medicine. You can use the methods in this book to help yourself heal yourself, increase your energies, become happier, and grow healthier. People are finding the most basic principles of energy medicine to be surprisingly easy to learn, simple to use, and enormously helpful in addressing their own health challenges and health challenges in those they love. In these past 10 years, we have received thousands of notes and emails describing the way this book alone was key in overcoming a challenging health condition. A few of these are recounted in the following pages. A little bit later, she says, To cultivate these abilities, you will be learning a language your body already speaks and understands, the language of energy. You are, in fact, required today, when virtually everyone's lifestyle has become so alienated from the natural order, to live in conscious partnership with your body's energy systems if you are to live fully. Your body is an exquisitely engineered, energy-driven, energy-managed machine. Our energy systems evolved in resonance with our anatomy and our environment over millions of years. But the environment has changed radically since the advent of industrialization. And a few pages later. Energy medicine is the art of science and fostering physical, psychological, and spiritual health than vitality. It combines a rational knowledge and intuitive understanding of the energies of the body and the environment. Cultivating your capacity to weave these energies can make you a more conscious and sensitive instrument of energy medicine than all other technologies combined. By focusing on your body as a living system of energy, you begin to realize that the technology for powerful energy interventions is already inherent in your hands and in your being. The term energy medicine is itself a double entendre. 1. Energy medicine. Energy is the medicine. Medicine is an agent that is used to heal or prevent disease. Your body's energies know how to mobilize themselves to respond to all manner of illness and threat, bringing the purest and most natural elixir that exists to care for your maladies. Energy gives life to the body. 2. In energy medicine, troubled energies are the patient. The energy systems that attempt to adapt to a world of stress, pollutants, and information overload unknown to your ancestors became overwhelmed and confounded, settling for imperfect compromises 
and requiring significant repatterning if you are to fully thrive. Energy medicine is able to bring about such repatterning. Energy heals and energy systems are healed. Okay, this is where I stop reading. So with that understanding, to revisit the term butter your bubble, you are using your arms and hands to extend and spread your energetic bubble. If you've got this far and you aren't sold on this concept and that you can affect your bubble, I invite you to stop listening. Anyone unable to grasp energy being physical likely has many energetic issues. What I say here will be a waste of your time and your energy issues are bigger than what I'm addressing today. As you spread the energy around you, it's necessary to turn around and do this to all sides of this imagined bubble. It's also something that looks strange. So I only do it when I'm alone, which is why I like to incorporate dancing. And this brings me to butter bubble dancing. The way I feel after using my arms to ensure my bubble is buttered while enjoying the benefits of music and dancing, I cannot describe. You have to try it for yourself. I've never been one to enjoy exercise or strenuous anything. I feel like my body is fragile, and the fact is, I seem to hurt it without even knowing I'm doing something too harsh. So I have this paranoia of getting hurt, which has kept me very stationary for many years. But with my recent desire to feel good from dancing, which has also helped my self-perception struggles, I now consciously incorporate buttering my bubble while I dance, and the effect is best described as wholeness. If you've listened to my podcast episode, Wholeness and Dancing, you understand why I say that. However, I have found new levels of wholeness since writing that by giving a shit about my auric fields in the process. I also allow my arms and hands to move in ways that find the energy of the song. This is far easier when you listen to songs you know and love because you're familiar with where they're going, and they already feel good to you. But it's interesting that when you allow your body to find the energy of a song, and you don't overthink it, you find things inside the song you hadn't noticed before, or you weren't conscious of. The freedom of allowing your body to move big and wide, and how the song itself encourages you, is a very enjoyable feeling. Again, Just like buttering your bubble, you wouldn't dance like this in public. It's not necessarily cool or attractive, but that's not why you do it. You do it for the wholeness, the benefit to your energy. I recently pulled a beanie over my eyes while butter bubble dancing to see if my vision had any bearing on how it felt or anything else. What happened was I felt even more freedom by not having my eyes open. And I found even more pieces inside the song I didn't realize were there. I was only feeling the energy of the song and my benefit. There wasn't visual sensory input. It was all about my ears and my body. It was very cool. I've said many times that I want to have more words for energy. There are so many different types of energy and we just have this one word. We do define the usable forms of energy, 
light energy, thermal energy, radiant energy, chemical energy, nuclear energy, electrical energy, motion energy, mechanical energy, sound energy, elastic energy, and gravitational energy. But in looking up each of those, I struggle to find these relate to the kinds of energy the human body emits, feels, and is affected by as it pertains to our five senses of touch, taste, smell, sight, and hearing, let alone the list of the 53 other senses we have. In fact, it's the argument of 53 senses, not just the five, that I'm pointing to when I talk about energy we are able to perceive or be affected by. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because so many different types of energy are perceived and emitted by us humans. We are creatures of experience. Everything about our lives is experiential. And all things carry energy of one type or another. And I say that considering we have not named all the energies that exist. Have you ever been in a position of customer service and had an excessively rude or mean customer? I call that negative energy sticky because it feels to me so hard to get rid of. Like the rude person covered you in a sticky slime that you can't just ignore. It feels like you can't move away from it because it's attached to you. So you certainly can't quickly forget about it. I also know the energy that comes from fear, anger, violence, and dread. It's like a coating that covers your being and pushes its way through your skin to be felt by your organs. This energy is stronger when we are children because we don't have the coping mechanisms or experience to minimize anything. We only experience as children. We don't make cognitive decisions about what we are experiencing and how we are going to feel. In fact, that realization you can decide how you are going to allow something to affect the way you feel is often something we only find out we can do later in life. And some never learn it. I know people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s that don't know they can choose what they will feel in relation to what others are doing and how others are treating them. It's like the difference between a windmill or a screen door. Wind spins the sails on a windmill. The windmill cannot decide itself stationary in a storm. A screen door remains in place, allowing the wind to pass through it without effect or detriment. Now, the energy of the wind and how that feels is a separate thing. The screen door still feels the wind passing through it, just as the windmill feels it spinning it. But the screen door is the representation of conscious and present decisions stopping you from being spun without choice. You, in fact, can decide if you are a windmill or a screen door. And since we're speaking about energy, a windmill is affected without choice and energy is 100% a byproduct of the spinning. A screen door will not generate energy it is too unaffected by the wind. Nothing can be caught, collected, or stored for later to be burned or released. That right there is why it's important to be a conscious person who recognizes the effects of energy and decides not to be ruled, dictated, controlled, 
harmed by any energy that is not beautiful, beneficial, or loving. Yes, you will feel all energy, but feeling it and allowing it to have an effect are two separate things. Will you live without control if given knowledge of control? One of the things coming at me lately is that we have so much more control of ourselves than we believe. I'm not sure why we were so easily convinced in our weakness or how, but it was effective. Maybe it's just easier to believe small and insignificant, powerless and ineffective. And why would you suddenly turn to the realization of big and powerful or in control and commanding? It's easier to insist you are weak in your self-talk than to be the only one hearing, I am amazing. Too many forces out there will help you believe easy, shitty lies about yourself. For me, even with a mother that has told me my whole life that I am incredible, to use her word, I allowed the measly default, the shitty self-talk. Guess what, friends? You have so much control. All of your real freedom is in your mind. You decide everything including the negative things you don't see as being in your control to change. I say it's as easy as buttering your bubble. No, maybe you never knew you had a bubble, that it needed to be buttered, but now you know, and it is a thing. Do it, learn it, feel it, experience the benefit from it, and dance your way to wholeness. Your life is only yours you control it. Will you be a windmill or a windscreen? 